Okay, I got to jump into this message today. I preached it to myself, and I am, um, I've received it, and I'm living, I'm going to live by it. Acts 2, 17. And in the last days it shall come to pass, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now, Peter said, Acts, the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, Peter said on that day this was fulfilled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he said on all flesh. So God is still pouring out his spirit. He began pouring out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and it continues today. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young man, men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. I've graduated from visions to dreams. Let's look at dreams. I, I'm a person that dreams. As a matter of fact, I sleep better when I do not dream. Does anybody know? I have a brain that's overactive. I one time had a dream, really. I one time had a dream that I was having a dream about a dream. True. I had a friend and when I was a teenager that he said he had a dream that ended with to be continued. So those, those dreams, I can dream in details. Usually they are reenactments of my uh, life adventures. And I would rather, I sleep better when I don't have them. But that's not the kind of dreams that we're talking about. We're talking about spiritual dreams. And today I believe God wants to give you one. The message is titled, Wake Up to a Dream. Wake Up to a Dream. Let me pray for you. Ah, I feel the Lord in this house. Excuse me, that's just my response to what I felt. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your presence being here. We give you praise. You are a mighty God. We thank you that your spirit is already at work, administering gifts, administering words. Lord, you're already putting seeds in hearts. I believe that. And Lord, we welcome you to have your way. Church, would you pray with me? Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name. In the text, we see two things that happen when God's spirit, two things that are possible when God's spirit is poured out. There's prophecy, and then there are dreams, and the dreams themselves are usually a, a prophecy. These are spiritual dreams from the Lord. Both have to do with the future. And so what can we learn? God wants to give us dreams and visions regarding our future, regarding his future for us. There are two types of dreams if you're taking notes. First, there's prophetic dreams, direction of what is to come. Joseph in the New Testament had a couple of those concerning the soon-to-be-born Jesus. He was going to divorce Mary quietly, but an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, do not take this child, take her as your wife. Give him the name Jesus. And Joseph obeyed. And then later on, after Jesus was born, Joseph had another dream, a prophetic dream, that said, take the child to Egypt because they're trying to kill him, and he obeyed. 
Thankfully, he obeyed the prophetic dreams that the Lord gave him, right? And then the other type of dream is this, and heart dreams. It's what I call heart dreams. There are also prophetic dreams, but they come into your heart. They are callings that God places in your heart. They're stirrings of the heart. These are the kind of things that keep you awake at night, thinking about the possibilities in the Lord. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Has anybody already had that kind of dream that the Lord's given you? And I believe God wants to give it to more of us. These are things, these are the plans of heaven that God has for you. And my experience is that if you desire them, God will give it to you. These are his ideals that he wants to birth in you. They are, they stir you up. There's In the Old Testament, there was another Joseph that we're going to look at his story today that had a couple of prophetic dreams that I believe because of the story, we can say they turned into heart dreams for him. So we're going to learn <clears throat> from him. But these are the things that get you excited about the Lord, about what he's got planned for your life. It could be a heart dream for your family. It could be a heart dream for your kids. These are things that God places in your heart, things that you anticipate God doing, kingdom ideas, plans that God deposits And these things fill you with expectation. Does anybody understand today? You got one? You got a heart dream today. They're not wishful thinking. They're not just daydreams. They're spiritual plans. God's got them designed for you. Every believer, God's got plans designed for you. And he wants to place some things in your heart. He wants to place some things that that he has planned. He wants to reveal them to you. It may be a, a vision, maybe just a glimpse, or it may be more of a dream. You, you, you see more of it. And these are things, what I've learned is when God begins to put these things in your heart, they come out of your mouth. You begin to prophesy over them. I mean, what a powerful song that they just sang. That, man, I, I am not, I'm not going to limit God. I believe he's the God of the impossible. He is more than able. And if you've proven God in that way, and when God begins to tell you some of the things that seem impossible, but he's already put it in your heart, you start speaking them out of your mouth. There's power that's released when you do that. Heart dreams. I've got some dreams in my heart. I've seen some of them come to fruition, and some are yet to come. And this is not for the, just the preacher. This is for the believer. This is for the spirit-filled believer that says, God, here I am. You can do whatever you want through me. God, I want your plans for my life. And God will begin to give you those things in your heart that stir you up. I'd rather have a heart dream from God than any kind of ragged desire I could have dreamed up. I thought I was going to be a rock singer. (laughs) Couldn't even sing. But back in the 80s, you didn't have to sing, did you? You just had to grow that hair. I had a rat tail boy that looked so good. That's about all I could do, though. I couldn't grow it much more. <laughs> Let me give you some 
details of heart dreams. Let me say this first. You may seem far away from your God dream, thing that God's placed in your heart. Joseph of the Old Testament, those two dreams that he, he was given, these prophetic dreams were interpreted by him and his family that his family would one day come and bow before him, that he would be a person of authority. Well, Joseph already had a problem before those dreams that is. 11 brothers despised him because he was dad's favorite. And now Joseph has these dreams and he shares them with his brothers. I don't know if he did it in a, in a back at you kind of way, but those dreams showed that his family one day would bow before him. Can you imagine telling your siblings that they will bow before you one day? And it didn't go over too well with Joseph's brothers. And they devised a plan. Some of them wanted to kill him. There was a, one or two that said, no, let's don't kill him. So they sold him into slavery. They found some traders that were coming through that were headed to Egypt, and they sold their brother into slavery. And Joseph was on his way to Egypt as a slave. And I just want to tell you today, you may seem far away from your God dream, and unless you're in that direction because of sin, unless you got off track because of sin, if it's sin, deal with that. Now, come on back and, get, and, and go with what God's got for your life. But unless it's sin, it don't matter how far it seems to you, God has you right where he wants you to be. And he knows exactly what it takes to make that dream become a reality. So three details of a heart dream from the Lord. The first one is this, they are bigger than you. They are bigger than you. It's a sure sign that a dream is from the Lord when it seems impossible for it to happen. And I'm sure Joseph felt that way, being a prisoner, I mean, being a slave in a foreign country seemed so opposite of what God showed him in, in the prophetic dream that was a heart dream to him. It seemed so far away. And an impossible dream, an impossible God dream, hear me, is already a reality of the spirit. What God puts in your heart, he has already ordained it. How many of you understand God is not slow in keeping his promises? And God will fulfill his word. And when he puts something in your heart as, as a plan from heaven, it's already completed in the heavenlies. You just got to participate. Okay, church, we can get excited this morning. Unless you breathe in germs, come on, let's say an amen. <laughs> Isn't that, do you, have you proven God in that way? Have you seen that in your, work, in, in your life, that, that the things God says will happen? They will happen. I know there's some dreams that have not happened for you and, and me either, but I'm telling you, there's been enough things that God has told me that has happened. I've proved him already. He does make plans for us that are only possible with his help. He just needs our participation. 1 Corinthians says, but as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, 
neither the heart of man imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. In other words, I, I, I'm, I, I'm an, I have a big imagination, but I can't dream big enough. I can't, I can't imagine uh, too, uh, too great that God cannot fulfill. And it's not, again, about wishful thinking. It's about what God has placed there already. And whatever God has put in your heart, you understand, you've got to add faith to that. You've got to add some action to your faith. But that's all God needs from you. You don't have to make it happen. You just participate what God is doing. You just go along what, what you feel like God has placed in your heart. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. Sometimes a dream, a heart dream may include being a part of someone else's heart dream from God. And together, you're able to be a part of something greater. See, this is what happened at Move Church. God placed it in our heart to plant a church in Rankin County to reach people for Jesus. He put it there. And, and as we begin to prophesy, as we begin to proclaim, this is what God has called us to do. Some really great people begin to come along and say, I could be a part of that because I believe God wants us to do that too. And you're sitting here today and you have, uh, you, you, we've seen God do great things through this little church. And can I tell you, he ain't finished yet. He ain't done yet. But thank God that there are people that can come alongside and say, I can be a part of that too. And God has placed it into my heart. We have, typically when you start a, a new church, I mean, in church world anyway, people come and people go. I mean, that's just church. But typically when you start a new church, the leadership that starts with you, they're usually gone within a few years. And we have got most of those original leaders still with us today. And I think that deserves a big praise the Lord. Can we give God praise for that? So thankful for them. And they are dreamers. They, they believe God. These are people that are creative. They have creative spirits that God has given them, the ability to say, why can't we do this for the Lord? And I love that. So it's bigger than us. It's great to be a part of something bigger than you. Man, find a dream. If you don't have your own dream yet, find a dream and be a part of it. If it's what God is blessing be a part of that dream, and you may, be, you may find out that as you're serving that dream, God gives you your own dream, your own way, your own plan that you can fulfill for him. Let me give you another detail. Heart dreams, they will require preparation. Now, I'm going to camp out on this just for a moment. They require some preparation on your part. Joseph's problem got worse as a slave. He was put in charge of his owner's house. If you know the story, go back if you, if you don't and read it. It's during that time that God gave him favor. But one day the owner's wife made an advance, tried to seduce Joseph. And Joseph wanted to remain true to the Lord and true to his owner. And he rejected her. She did not like that. And she actually told her husband that Joseph tried to make an advance on her, made up a complete lie. And the husband believed his wife, 
Sometimes the wife can be wrong. Husbands be very quiet. This is not the time to say nothing. But I'm going to redeem myself by saying more times the husband is wrong. But all right, come on. But anyway, she, he believed his wife and put Joseph in prison. He went from being a slave. Now he's in prison. What looked like a bad situation got worse to him. But Joseph was actually in a preparing and a positioning stage to be in the right place at the right time for his dream to become a reality. Now, I love this. For what God wants to do through you, he has some things first he has to do in you. He is molding. It's called the preparation process. It's what I call it. There's a molding. There's an equipping by God to make you ready to walk in the things he has for you. You're not ready yet, but he wants you to be able to walk in these great plans, these things he has for you. So he has to put you through a preparation process. You can call it the pruning of the vines. There's some things that he has to get out of your life, and there's some things he has to put in your life, and that can be sort of uncomfortable at times. And if you're not careful, like we learned last week, during those times, they may be considered valley moments. You can think, God, where are you? Fell miles away from you. And what you put in my heart is so far from what I'm seeing in my reality. But God works in the supernatural. He can change your reality at any moment. Hear me? He can change your reality at any moment. Your reality can change because he's not limited at all. But it's the preparation process, and Joseph was in the middle of it. He was in prison. He was learning how to trust God. He was learning that even during those hard times that God was with him, he was even, even in prison, he was given favor. He saw God's hand on his life. And again, my testimony, and I'm sure if you think about it, your testimony is even when things do not look the way you want them to, and your heart is still in believing God, you still have faith, you still can sense even during those times, God is with me. As a matter of fact, some of the most precious times I've had with the Lord are in the, the darkest times, the things, the times that I was in a place that it seemed so far from what I thought God called me to do. And it's that preparation, it's that process that God is making you ready. He's making you ready. Would you turn to someone and say, God is making you ready? He's put the dream there. You just got to participate. You ain't going to make it happen. You just got to go through this process to be ready for what God has. And look at Genesis 39, 21. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So even in prison, he, become, he became a leader. He could tell God was with him. Don't doubt today, if you're in faith, 
if you're striving to please the Lord, don't doubt because of what you see today. Understand, God can change it in a moment. God is just putting you in a place, making you ready. He's positioning you. He's putting you through a process where when he does what he wants to do with you, you'll be able to give him all the glory for it. You won't take none for yourself. I hope this is making sense today. And it's amazing because while he was in prison, the king's cupbearer and the king's baker were thrown into prison also, and it was Joseph's responsibility to attend to them. And it just so happened that both of them had a dream, and God gave Joseph the interpretation of their dreams. And true to the interpretation, the chief cupbearer was restored to his position with, with Pharaoh the king. But the baker was put to death by the king. And even though Joseph knew because of the dream that the cupbearer would be restored, Joseph said, tell the king, help me out. Remember me, I'm in prison and I was falsely accused. Give me a good word. And the cupbearer goes back to serve Pharaoh and he forgets all about Joseph. Two years go by and just so happened, Pharaoh had a dream. He had two dreams. No one could interpret Pharaoh's dreams. And the cupbearer said, oh, I'm just now remembering a guy by the name of Joseph who was in prison. And he interpreted my dream and he interpreted the baker's dream. And I believe he can interpret your dream also. So Joseph was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream you understand it was the dreams that Joseph had that sort of put him on this path, right? Be very careful how you judge the things that you do for the Lord because it's easy when it doesn't turn out the way we think we should. I'll never do that again. I did that for Jesus, and look at what happened. I learned my lesson. Be very careful because for Joseph, that was the very thing, interpreting dreams, dreams, that put him right before Pharaoh. I mean, our response to the Lord is, God, I do what you tell me to do. The results are up to you. I remember, man, witnessing in prison, a man going to prison ministry, and the first time I walked up, I've shared this with you before, but they were going to lock us in the prison cell with all the prisoners, and I was supposed to have a partner with me, but my partner didn't show up. So my first time in jail ministry, prison ministry, was all by myself. And they locked you in. You stayed for hours, and you ate lunch with these prisoners. So essentially, you became a prisoner for a few hours because you ain't getting out. And I walked in, and there I was not in full-time ministry, you understand. I was just somebody that wanted to witness for my Jesus. And I walked in. There were two huge guys at the front like they were the guards of their cell. And I walked, and they were, I mean, just, I can't, I can't stress how big they were, okay? And I walked in, and they could tell I was just a little boy scared about what I'm going to do. And I said, uh, can I tell you about Jesus? 
And he looked, one of them guys looked at me, like I said, I mean, their, their biceps are bigger than my waist, okay? He looked at me and said, man, we Muslim. And I, I'm, have you ever seen that cartoon where your little skeleton steps out your body? That's what happened to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to Jesus right now. And then, but he said, but man, you go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. I was like, I melted. And all the experiences that, that it, when they don't turn out the way we think, we can, we can say, I'm, I'm not going to do that. That got, got me in trouble, and that put me in a bad place. Our response is, God, I'll do whatever you call me to do. And, Lord, it's a privilege to do anything for you. The results are yours. You, you can take care. You just, you just want me to do what you've called me to do. And thankfully, Joseph didn't say, I, I, dreams got me in trouble. Dreams didn't help me with, even with the cupbearer. I'm not interpreting any more dreams, especially for Pharaoh. Because if your dream does not come true for Pharaoh, you're killed. But instead, he trusted the Lord. And he went before Pharaoh. Pharaoh told him the two dreams he had. And God gave Joseph the interpretation, and they happened just like Joseph said. The dreams had to do with famine in Egypt. I'm skipping a lot. Just go, if you would, go back and read the story about famine that was coming. And God not only gave Joseph that interpretation about the famine, but he also gave him the idea. He gave him the imagination, the, the plan if you will, to prepare the whole country of Egypt for that famine. Let me read a few verses. Genesis 41, beginning at verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has shown you all of this, there is none so discerning and wise as you are. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall order themselves as you command. Only... As regards the throne, will I be greater than you? And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him ride in his second chariot. And they called out before him, Bow the knee. Thus he sent him over the land of Egypt. Can you imagine this prisoner standing before Pharaoh giving this, this interpretation and this plan of God? And then Pharaoh receives that from the Lord and he has Joseph's prison clothes changed to royal garments. Isn't that what happened when we gave our life to Christ? Man, standing before we're guilty and, and he clothes us in, in royal garments because of his blood. We become children of God. And here we see Joseph becoming a person of authority. He went from the prison to the palace overnight, just like he saw in his dream, a person of authority. And to finish the story, we're going to pray. All of the nations, all of the people around Egypt came even to Egypt to try to buy food because the famine was so severe. And because of the plan that God gave Joseph to store up extra food during the good times, 
They had enough grain to give to the Egyptians, to sell to the Egyptians, and even to other people from other countries. And just so happened, Joseph's brothers came to Egypt to get grain. And just so happened, Joseph was over all of the buying and selling of the grain. So they came, the brothers of Joseph came before Joseph and they bowed before him, did not even recognize him as their brother. Let me give you, this would just be a good place to give you Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we may ask or imagine according to his power that works within us. The third detail, dreams from God will always include people will always include people. It's really about people. Pharaoh's dream was a prophecy about that great famine in Egypt, but because God gave Joseph a plan to prepare for that famine, people were able to come and buy food. They were able to be sustained. And even Joseph's own family came there to buy food from him. Genesis 42 says this, now, Joseph was governor over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the ground. So Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you two years let me find out. Let me get that next slide. God sent me before you, for the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you, look at this, to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. See, God's heart dreams for you, they will be a blessing for you, but they will always be about people. They are about what God wants to do for others. It's people. God is in the people-saving business. God wants to use you. He wants to use me to be able to reach those that he gave his son for. And he will put plans in your heart to be able to reach those for the kingdom of God. A heart dream from God comes from a heart desire of God to save people. It wasn't about Joseph becoming a big man, right? About being a person in authority. It was about Joseph being in a place to be able to save the children of Israel. And thankfully, he didn't blame his brothers. He knew it was divine providence that God sent him on that path to put him in the place where he can make a difference for his family. Would you stand, please? Oh, this was a lot of material to go through, but I hope you got the points today. God's got a dream for you. He's got a heart dream for you. He wants to put something in you. Get you excited for him. You can call it a calling. Man, you could call it a, 
burden, but it's something that, that you get excited about, that you're believing the Lord for. And yet it'll be a blessing for you, but it's about people. It's about reaching people for Jesus. That's what's on the Holy Spirit's mind right now. I love it. Every Sunday I understand anything can happen when we come together to worship Jesus. People can get healed. I'm looking forward to that day where even during the announcement times, miracles begin to break out. Because as we come together in the name of Jesus, anything can happen. And man, words can be given. So thankful we can be blessed. Man, we can be set free from any hindrances, any uh, attacks from the enemy. I've, I've, I've seen God give, uh, I've experienced it where God gave me a word that changed the trajectory of, of my life. Man, I love those times with the Lord. But I understand that what's the most important thing What's on the Holy Spirit's mind more than anything else is that if there's anyone here that's not ready to meet Jesus, is there anyone here that has yet to receive Christ? That's what he's thinking about the most. It's about people for the kingdom of God, redeeming people, snatching them from Satan's plan, pointing them toward heaven, becoming a child of God. And it's about people. The reason why we do what we do here at Move Church is about reaching people. Man, we get blessed on it. I love coming and just having a good time. But man, we want to reach people for Jesus. We got a short time to do it. And God wants to place things in our heart. He wants to give us plans individually, and as a church, things that he could get us excited about, man, things that we could have some imagination and some wonder. God, I wonder if you'll let us do this. And Man, he wants to settle those things in us that keep us awake. Things that when you wake up in the morning and you start thinking about them, you might as well go and get out of the bed because you won't be able to go back to sleep. Man, don't you want that? And I believe the Spirit of God wants to give that to you, not just those that are in full-time ministry. No, I'm talking about the child of God that has the Spirit of God. Man, he wants to settle some things in you. He wants to do some things through you. And I'll close with Psalms 37. It says this, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And we interpret that, we like, man, if God do what God wants me to do, man, he's going to give me what I want. And there, there, there is a prerequisite, pre, that's a hard word, prerequisite to that verse. Yeah, surely, I delight myself in the Lord, but hear me. It's God that's the one that puts the desires in your heart. And he places those desires in your heart. And then he watches over them to make sure they come about. Man, isn't that a good deal? Because my desires can lead the wrong way. My desires can get me off track. I can't trust. The Bible says you can't even trust your own heart. I can't trust what, what, what I want to do. 
But man, if I know I'm doing what God wants me to do, it's a win-win every time. And God says if we if we delight in Him, if we if we make it our our goal to to follow Him, man, to live according to His plans, to desire Him, He will put desires in our heart. Man, these desires they they burn in you. Jeremiah said, "I can." I got to preach because if not, it's like a fire in my bones. And man, we want that. You want that for yourself. You want something to know this is the reason why I'm living. This is the reason why why God wants me uh, uh, to to do these things. I've been through something. I've been through some stuff. It's been hard, but it, it wasn't in vain because God is preparing me for this moment now. Some of you need to think, Thank some of those people that caused you so much trouble. Man, you need to just go up and shake their hand and say thank you for what you've done in my life because God used them to put you in the place of preparation, brought you through preparation to be able to do what God has called you to do. If nothing else, he taught you how to deal with difficult people. (laughs) And. And if you plan on being in the ministry and not in move, church, praise the Lord. (laughs) Would you bow your head, please? It's time to quit. Thank you, Jesus. Dreams. I believe the Lord put this message in my heart because he is going to be giving dreams to those who desire it. Oh, my. Some creative people. I love that part of that song can't remember how the exact words, but basically it said, I'm not going to limit God. I'm not going to put limits on God. I've already seen him do some incredible things. I'm not going to limit him. And I'm telling you, that's for you. You need to say to yourself, God, I'm not going to limit you. God, I know you can do what you've promised me. If he's already put it in your heart, renew your faith in what God has told you he would do. That God, you said it. All you need me to do is prepare, participate, and it's going to happen. And I want to say today, I prophesy out of my mouth, I believe it will happen in Jesus' name. Would you just go ahead and say that? If you know you already got a dream, God's put it in your heart. You don't have to shout it, but go ahead and let it come out of your mouth. I believe, Lord, you gave me that. And I believe in you. I'm prophesying, Lord God, what you've already put in my mouth, in my heart. I'm I'm letting it come out of my mouth. I am believing you. I am still believing you. I'm still believing you. I'm still believing you. If you don't have a dream, I want to pray for you. First, let's deal with sin. If there's sin... It's taking you off track. It's putting you out of a place to be able to receive from the Lord. So church, we're going to pray together. Man, I pray that today you repent when we pray this prayer. And man, you line back up with the Lord, what he has for you. I guarantee this, it's more exciting what God's got planned for you than that little pitiful sin that Satan's throwing your way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, 
to die on the cross for my sins. I have sinned. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And Lord, I'm going to live for you in Jesus' name. Now, with your head still bowed, please, I want to pray that God will give you a dream. I want to pray that if you already have a dream, that it will be rebirthed in you all over again. That God will confirm that dream for you. But you have to desire it. And you can, I believe you can live this, this life on this earth, and yet you got to be obedient to the Lord. You got to do what the Bible says, and, and dreams line up with the Bible. But you can still do all of that without having that huge thing that, that stirs you, and that's okay. But I believe God wants you to have a dream, something that stirs your heart. And if you desire that, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand as your eyes are still closed. Man, you want something that stirs your heart, a heart dream. Father, I'm asking, we're asking, fill our hearts with your plans. Let us know them. Stir our hearts, stir our hearts, God, for what you have for us. God, I thank you that you have plans for us. Your word says that you do. And Lord, sometimes we overlook them. Sometimes we think, no, there's no way. We may doubt. But Lord, today I understand it's by faith. It's, I can't do it anyway. I just got to participate and be prepared. And I'm asking you today, light my heart up with your dream. Settle it in my heart. Settle it in my heart. Not, don't let me make my own plans. I don't want my own dreams. I want yours, Lord. And I believe you will. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I won't go into, man, we're fixing to close, but I'm telling you, you, it's okay to ask for confirmations when God begins to put something in your heart. And our experience is that God will give you so many confirmations that you'll reach a place where you, you will know it's going to happen and you would think it would be wrong if you didn't participate in it. And it's okay to ask that from the Lord, to say, Lord, I want, I want your way and I want your dreams. Just keep confirming it to me. And Lord God, where I know and I'll step out in faith. Amen. I gave you so much material, man. If you got to go back and watch this, go back and watch it. I know, um, but the, 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 the points were there. And um, read the story and ask God, man, believe for that dream, that stirring of your own heart. This last time that we're in, I believe God wants to give us some things that's going to blow our mind, don't you? And man, he wants to use, I believe he wants to use this ordinary people to do extraordinary things through. So be that person to say, whatever it is, God, I sign up for it. Let me bless you. Lord, bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and a dream in Jesus' name. Amen.